What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 135. Tremendous, tremendous Thursday. We're here today, the day following the first of the public impeachment hearings. And I honestly could not have been more bored with what happened yesterday. Yeah, it was. You know, I was expecting at least some juicy details here that they were going to try to use, but... Uh, nothing. It's honestly... Nothing. It was, it was pretty disappointing that they really didn't have much, and... It really was a colossal waste of time. Yeah, it, this is basically just one big convoluted game of yeah. telephone, you know? Yeah. It was I too, talked to this person who heard about this yeah. through this person who heard about it from someone else, and... It was two career State Department officials who were just pissed about policy. Yeah, and then when they were asked straight up, point out the impeachable offense they were like uh uh they had no answer yeah and these people are not directly connected to the president and you even have people on cnn now saying well this may be uh not exactly the case that we need to remove trump such as jeffrey tubin who is a devout devout democrat spinster and for him to be saying something like this that we're about to listen to surely is a sign of the times that things are getting pretty desperate over there for the Democrats. Roll that clip. Because the one criticism of these two witnesses, which I think is very much legitimate, it's not really a criticism, it's just a factual statement, is that neither of them had direct contact with the president. Ever. Ever. And, yeah. and yeah, that's a problem if you're going to impeach the president. I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say that might so. be a problem. That might be a problem for them. Uh, um, but then we also, we've got quite a few clips here for you, because yeah. we did get a few good clips yesterday. So let's first listen to here. Uh, we have Pencil Neck Shifty Adam Schiff versus Representative Elise Stefanik. And she was a star yesterday, yeah, by the way. Good. She was great and has been the the subject of much, much attack by the left, which shows you how great she was. And then you have that scumbag Matthew Dowd over at ABC making sexist attacks on her, saying that the only reason she's in office is is because she's a millennial woman, yeah. which doesn't quite make sense to me. But, you know, yeah. anyway, let's <laughs> listen to that clip. And Mr. Chairman, I have a point of order under HRES 660. General will state her point of order. Mr. Chairman, will you be prohibiting witnesses from answering members' questions as you have in the closed-door depositions? Uh, as the gentlewoman should know, if she was present for the deposition. Which I was, Mr. For Chairman. some of them, yes. Correct. Um, the, uh, the only times I prevented witnesses from answering questions, uh, along with their counsel, was when it was apparent that members were seeking to out the whistleblower. We will do everything necessary to protect the whistleblower's identity. Uh, and I'm disturbed to hear members of the committee, who have in the past voiced strong support for whistleblower protections, Seek to undermine those protections by outing the whistleblower. You can do that. You can out the whistleblower. Well, the whistleblower is not actually protected under any law, yeah. as we've previously reported on yes. townhall.com. And I will not protect the identity of this deep state bureaucrat scumbag. Yep. It's Eric Charmarella. <laughs> and I'm dropping the alleged. I don't even give a shit anymore. Please be my guest yeah. and sue me if you'd like. That's the guy. We all know that's the guy. Everybody doesn't have the guts to say it. So here we are. Yep. We finally have said it. The and truth shall Micah set you like free. That. The truth <laughs> yeah. will set you free. Let me free. tell you something. This guy does not deserve to be anonymous. Yeah. If you're going to try to take down the president with some bull, have the guts to put your name to it. Yeah. And that's the same thing with the anonymous that's yeah. writing this book. 
Yeah. We're going to find out who that is, yeah. and we're also going to out Regist- him. Registered Democrat, had worked with a 2020 Democratic candidate, and the lead... The, oh, by the way... You're at, talking about Charmarella. Charmarella. Yeah. And on top of that, th- uh, through these proceedings, the majority counsel for the Democrats on this committee was a MSNBC contributor. MSNBC contributor? Former MSNBC contributor, who? yeah. Goldman. Oh. Daniel Goldman. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't remember him from yeah. those well, days. Yeah, but. well, yeah. Well, remember, we don't watch that trash network. Yeah, but he yeah. did peddle all the Trump dossier conspiracy theory bullshit. So these people, it's a perfect storm, man. It's a perfect storm. These people are criminals. Yeah. These people are deep state criminals who are trying to undermine the will of American voters and undermine the foreign policy of the president who is the sole decider on what the foreign policy of the United States is. Yeah. They are not the the smart moral crew that should be deciding what's going on in this country. They're supposed to enact the will of the president. And if they won't do it, then they need to get the f*** out of the administration. Yeah. Which is fun, which is the, the protocol for any government worker. Yep, yep. I'm fired up over this. Screw yeah. these people. It's time to fight back and fight back nasty. Yeah. I don't give a anymore about yeah. getting in the gutter. We're going to fight back and we're going to stop this hoax yeah. from taking down President Trump. And like I said before, I mean, you know, Chumrell is going to get a nice book deal. He's going to get a nice CNN contract out of yeah. this. We all know who Probably. he is. So here we yeah. are. I you mean, know? if they hire Andrew McCabe, mm-hmm. okay, and they're going to hire this guy. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> He's going to be fine. And so we also have the great representative Jim Jordan. Love mm. Jim. Love Jim. Wish he would put a jacket no, on. Yeah, no jacket Jim. <laughs> he always is out there without a jacket. He was not happy with how the hearings are going, and he sounded off as well. So let's take a listen to that clip. Now, there is one witness, one witness that they won't bring in front of us. They won't bring in front of the American people. And that's the guy who started it all, the whistleblower. Nope. 435 members of Congress. Only one gets to know who that person is. Only one member of Congress has a staff that gets to talk to that person. The rest of us don't. Only Chairman Schiff knows who the whistleblower is. We don't. We will never get the chance... We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. And then hilariously, Schiff lied from the chairman's position yet again. He said that he does not know who the whistleblower is. Mm. He tried to deny he even knew him. Mm. But we knew, we we know, that him and his staff had contact with Eric Charmarella before the complaint was even filed. Yeah. It was collusion at the highest levels. They love that word collusion, right? Yeah. Well, here we finally, after all these (laughs) years, have actual collusion between the Democratic representative who's supposed to be leading this impeachment hearing. He colluded with the so-called whistleblower, who's really just a whistle leaker, leaking out of his eyes or his wherever. his wherever. Yeah. And then we now get the Democrats who are playing kind of the Beto card. They're busting the playbook and they're tipping the Democrats' hands here. And we, and it, first off, before we listen to this, we already knew that they're going to vote to impeach no matter what. No yeah. matter what evidence there is, yeah. even if evidence came out completely exonerating the president, they would vote to impeach the president. And that's, you know, that's where we're heading with this. And we'll talk in a minute about what's going to be happening later on with the Senate trial, because we're getting some details on that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a sign that the Senate's already preparing for trial, even before we've come close to actual articles of impeachment and being voted upon, because they know it's going to pass. But 
AOC played the Beto card. She Leroy Jenkins in and basically tipped their hand. So let's listen to that clip. We also need to move quite quickly because we're talking about the potential compromise of the 2020 elections. And so this is not just about something that has occurred. This is about preventing a potentially disastrous outcome from occurring next year. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. It's classic. Yep. It's it, worried about that election, aren't you guys? Yes. If we don't impeach President Trump, he'll be reelected. Al yeah. Green said it how long ago now? Oh, like last summer, right? Yeah. So we all know what their total goal here yeah. is to keep him from getting reelected. And that's because they think that they know better than the American people. They think that the American people don't deserve the chance to reelect the president. Yeah. Because they know that the president's going to get reelected. Mm hmm. And we're going to talk about the state of the 2020 race here in a minute. We've got one more clip. Rand Paul, who really has become one of my favorite senators. For a really long time, I was not a huge fan of Rand Paul. He does have a more libertarian streak. Yeah. But then he took a shot for the team when his scumbag neighbor attacked him. And he is standing up for the president and is standing up for conservatives around the country who voted for the president. And he has been out there defending against this bureaucratic whistleblower because he, very much like us, hates the deep state. Yeah. Hates the deep state. Yeah. And I think that he is going to be a very strong asset when it comes time for the Senate trial. But he said that uh, Eric Charmarella needs to testify. And I, I refer to him as Charmander. Charmander, too, yeah. <laughs> so he said that he needs to testify. And let's uh, let's take a listen to that clip. You know, I haven't actually been alleging or saying that this person is the whistleblower. I was asked about a person, Eric Chiaramella, who the person interviewing me said was a whistleblower. And I said, I think this person should be interviewed, Eric Chiaramella. And I think he is a material witness to the Joe Biden White House, to the Obama White House, because he was there at the Ukraine desk. This has been widely reported. Whether or not he's the whistleblower, I think, will be determined when he comes in to interview. But I'm not saying absolutely one way or another, but I'm saying it has been reported that he's the whistleblower. And it's also been reported that he was there in the White House when Joe Biden was traveling to Ukraine and when Hunter Biden was making $50,000 a month from a Ukrainian oligarch. So I think regardless of whether or not he's a whistleblower, he should be brought in as a material witness because there are questions as to whether or not he knew of the corruption that was going on with Hunter Biden, whether he reported it to his uh, superiors, or whether or not he had anything to say about the conflict of interest. Because the whole allegations against President Trump are that it's inappropriate for him to go to look into the corruption of the Bidens. And mm -hmm. I actually think that it's the job of the president to look at corruption before dispensing foreign aid. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. That's the thing the entire time is that the president mm -hmm. was just doing his job here. Yeah. The president was doing his job. And that's, you want to remove call. the president? Oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Be, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> if worst case scenario here, and I put a probably about a three to 4% probability on this worst case scenario of these spineless GOP reps, uh, 20 of them cave and vote with the Democrats to remove the president. There will be unprecedented levels of civil strife in this country. Yeah. I'm very concerned about that. I think that it's a very low chance that the, the Senate caves, because I think that they're going to hold strong. But if that does happen, all hell's going to break loose. Yeah. And it'll be the end of the Republican Party. 
all these GOP senators are going to need round the clock protection. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to lose reelection because they will be abandoned by their base, and rightfully so, if they abandon us. But I, I'm concerned about that. Again, I only put that at a four percent chance because I think that the Senate's going to hold strong. But that is in the back of my mind here as as a possibility. Would, would do you think that that could happen? About yeah, I think it could. Do you would you put it at four percent or would you put it higher? I'll put it at like fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah, that's not good. There <laughs> there are. I mean, there was a survey done a couple a couple weeks ago that about I think it was a close to twenty percent of like liberals and like. 17% of Republicans say that, you know, regardless of what the election results are, if, if it's unfavorable to them or they think it's unfavorable, it could lead to violence. So. Oh, oh, you're talking. OK, yeah. so you're talking about the election. I'm, yeah, I'm, talking about, I'm the election. talking about Sorry. the impeachment. Oh, the impeach. Oh, the, imp- the percent okay. chance. Well, that is actually percent- part of the election, actually. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm talking it's, about it's, if, if the Senate, if the GOP squishes cave yeah. and they remove him. Yeah. What do you think the percentage chance of that is? Oh. I would say 6%. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Much better. Sorry. You had me worried there. No, no, no. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. I, I thought, okay. My, but the that's election is the same thing. Yeah, if, if Trump yeah. wins, then yeah. then it's then it's 100% chance there's yeah. going to be violence because there was last time. Yeah. So this time there's going to be a total meltdown. Yeah. These people will not be able to control yeah. themselves. But pretty much, basically, someone needs to, to get Mitt Romney in a closet mm-hmm. and just basically browbeat him into shutting the f*** up. Yeah. When this gets going. Yeah. Because we can't have them. Um, we need to have one unified message. Mm-hmm. Well, Mitt didn't through, have any. Through McConnell. Mitt, it's office only. Mitt didn't have any problem begging for the Secretary of State job when he needed Trump to be on his side. That's true, yeah. He came begging <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. But let's talk Nick, real quick now about what happens next from here. So we're having these sham public hearings. Yeah. We're going to have probably a sham vote in the House which I believe will be taking place sometime after Thanksgiving. Okay. Then I think they will break for Christmas. Mm. I think that's what will happen. There's some rumors saying that they're going to require them to stay for Christmas, that as soon as a House vote happens, the Senate will immediately go into trial. Yeah. And what was announced by Senate Intelligence Chairman Richard Burr, who, by the way, is a total piece of (laughs) um, and is working with the Democrats on this, which is concerning to me a little bit. but. He said that they will go immediately into six-day-a-week sessions, which will go run from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. every day for the trial. Okay. And it could take six to eight weeks, six to eight weeks, which would be devastating for the senators, the Democrat senators that are running for president, because it will be all through January, yeah. essentially. Is Kamala Harris going to, uh, you know, march step and dance uh, her way into the uh, Yeah, the well, chamber? she's going to drop out anyway, because <laughs> she's got no chance. Yeah. But it's really hurtful for uh, Liawatha and Bernie, yeah. the biggest of yeah. them. But Biden and Buttigieg would be happy with yeah, that. They're they're gonna be, yeah, they're going to be all by themselves in Iowa. Yeah, so, but six to eight weeks, I mean, we're looking at an early you know, New Year trial, and then they will vote. But here's the kicker. So during this process, the Senate essentially goes into lockdown. Yeah. The members, the senators themselves, are not allowed to speak with each other yeah. about this. They're not allowed to speak with the press at all. Well, you know, that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, it'll there's happen. There's going to be leaks. There's, there's, def- gonna there's definitely going to be huge leaks. Yeah. The staffs themselves are not allowed to interact with other staff offices. Each of them acts as an individual juror, and their office is self-contained. So that's going to be a firestorm. That's going to be wild for that to happen. A hundred separate juries? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we haven't had a trial in 
How long? Oh, since Clinton. And obvious. Well, no, we didn't. Oh yeah, no, he was. Yeah, he there was, was a, a trial of that. But and and the at that time the digital media landscape didn't oh, yeah. even exist. No, yeah, there was no Twitter. There was no nothing. Exactly. There was all print. The radio. This is going to be can, wild. You can keep a tighter lid. This is going to be nuts. Yeah, this is going to be insane. I, I totally. I, yeah. I think. I mean, it's. I, I don't know what's going to happen, yeah, I don't know. but I, it's going to be yeah, wild. Yeah, so just yeah. a little preview of what's to come. They're going to pass the impeachment through the House, of course. We know mm-hmm. that's going to happen. So that's what's up next. So after basically Christmas through the beginning of the new year is going to be a vital, vital time to stand up and fight. Call your senators. Yeah. Call every day. Jam those phone lines. I don't give a shit if they're a Democrat and they're your senator. Call a Republican. Yeah. Call Republicans nonstop. You keep the pressure on the Republicans, and then we'll be okay. But the the Democrats will vote for it no matter what. Again, yep. all of them will vote for it. Yep. So, uh, but let's talk about the rest of the 2020 race here. So yeah. Elizabeth Warren Ugh. is is going full blown communist and yeah. going after the billionaires, yep. especially going after Wall Street, and they are not happy whatsoever. Yeah, they're freaking out, man. Uh, Wood Blankfein, I think his name is, yeah. who's the uh, CEO of Goldman Sachs. Self-made billionaire. Yeah, tweeted this morning at Elizabeth Warren saying, uh, you know, even though I may agree with you on most political issues, what you're talking about here in taking on billionaires and socializing our economy is devastating. Maybe tribalism runs in your DNA. Oh, that was, that was awesome. That was a really that good was one. awesome. And um, so let's let's listen to this clip of this ad. Yeah. It is time for a wealth tax in America. I've heard that there are some billionaires who don't support this plan. The vilification of billionaires makes no sense to me. It's bull. She would ruin what we have. She probably thinks more of cataclysmic change to the economic system as opposed to tinkering. Well, I'm most scared by Elizabeth Warren. So here's the deal. You built a great fortune, good for you, I guarantee. You built it at least in part using workers all of us help pay to educate. Getting your goods to market on roads and bridges all of us help pay to build. We're Americans, we want to make these investments. All we're saying is when you make it big, pitch in two cents so everybody else gets a chance to make it. I mean, these people want to destroy our country. Yeah. It's 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 never been more obvious to me yeah. that we really, really, really are at a fork in the road here yeah. in this country. This election yeah. is by far well for twenty five percent who consider themselves liberal. Everybody else is normal, I think. No, in terms of no, like disagree. No, I I don't think anybody. I think the vast majority of this country will not consider a billionaire to be a dirty term the way they're trying to make it right now. A maybe, slur. maybe, but they buy into the free. Well, they buy yeah. into the overall idea of socialism. Well, that's our generation, though. Yeah. Who's yeah. going to become a majority of the voters yeah. in a few years? There, there might be a demographic this realignment. Is, yeah, yeah. maybe we should throw them in camps like it's, the Chinese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, here's the thing. Yeah. The 2016 election was the most important election of our time at that time. Yeah. This yeah. now is leagues more important mm-hmm. because the way that the left is going, they're going completely socialist. Yeah. The Bidens of the party are gone, and oh, yeah. Yeah. either they're either they've turned into socialists themselves, or they've retired. or they're or they're voting for us. Yeah. essentially, that's yeah. why Trump that's got true. all those blue yeah, collar Democrats. Yeah. yeah. So, and and Biden has changed all of his opinions. Yeah. So it's obvious here at this point that we're we're at a fork in the road between 
the America that we know and love or socialism. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's frankly pretty scary that a year from now, we could be sitting here in a time where Trump lost re-election and we have someone like Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders that's about to become the president of the United States. Yeah. And it's a very real possibility. So that's why now more than ever, we need to gotta fight vote. back. Got to vote. But not only that, you got to fight back. You got to give money to politicians locally and federally that are going to fight. And you need to get out there and take grassroots action. Yeah. It's not just enough to to vote or to give money. Yeah. You need to get out there and knock some doors or yep. go to the campaign headquarters and make some phone calls. Yeah. Or go to campaign events and then talk to your friends and get them to vote. Just do something beyond the super basic means here. And if all of us chip in and do that, we'll win the election. Yeah. And that's how we did it in 2016. Yeah. And they didn't see it coming. Yeah. They couldn't see it coming. Got to stay united. Yes. And and, and, and that and that goes further. I mean, I, listen, there are some Republicans who have said some pretty bad things. Yeah. You know, I'm talking pretty nasty things, right? Mm-hmm. You still got to support them. Yeah. I'm yeah. specifically talking about Steve King. Yeah. We have to do everything. Yeah. We cannot lose his seat. No, I and, know. And, and I there know. are other Democrats. Uh, sorry, not the Democrats. There are other Republicans like that. It doesn't matter what they say. You just got to get and vote Republican and get them in. Well, yeah, because especially with all these cowards retiring. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Every, oh. In a presidential Peter, year? Peter, Peter King's district that's going Democratic next yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. In a, <sighs> in a presidential year to retire like that is a cowardly move. Yeah. And it, it, it's honestly disappointing that yeah. these people don't have the stomach to fight. Well, it's because they come to Washington for themselves. Yeah. They don't come to Washington for the people. They don't come for it's conservatives. Just, they don't come for you. Yeah. And it never, it never ceases to amaze me how, like, these moderates up here, like Evan Baugh and Olympia Snow, who, you know, mm-hmm. ugh, well, I'm leaving because it's too partisan up here. So you want to make it more moderate. You want to make it more centrist. And you're going to think you're going to accomplish that by leaving mm-hmm. Congress? I know. Get out of here. So let's run through this real quick. We have... Uh, in response to Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax, which she says will eradicate billionaires, Ugh. we now have billionaire investor Leon Cooperman, uh, who said this on CNBC yesterday, quote, In my opinion, she represents the worst in politicians, as she's trying to demonize wealthy people because there are more poor people than wealthy people. As far as the accusations of insider trading, I won the case. She's disgraceful. She doesn't know who the F she's tweeting. I gave away more in the year than she has in her whole f- lifetime. Oh wow! Grab your I like popcorn. That. Yep, it's I like that. Unbelievable. Bill Bill Gates, same thing. He's given away twenty billion. Yeah, twenty billion dollars. Yeah. to charity. I mean, let's. I mean, <laughs> these people. The wealth tax is unconstitutional, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, but it's. I mean, but even it's a, even the most ardent liberal law scholar would say it's unconstitutional. It's the politics of envy, and it it's is. an attack. Absolutely, it's an attack on the American dream. Absolutely, it's an attack on the American dream and an attack on success. They don't like successful yeah. people. Yeah, they want to drag the successful people down. Yeah, to the dregs of society to make them homeless, yeah, like the people in California. I want, and, and it's, this never used to be the case. It's, mm-hmm. it's very sad. Very yep. sad. Now we let's talk real quick about the polling numbers in yeah. the Dem race. So mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same as where we were a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, with a few with a few minor shakeups. So a couple people jumping into the race because they're unsatisfied with the current pool of Democratic candidates. We have Michael Bloomberg, who's going to be getting into the race. We all know the problems with him. We have the generic black guy from Massachusetts, who is Deval Patrick. 
he's jumping in apparently. I don't know why he has not doesn't have a shot in hell. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. I mean, we're we're yeah. what we're a month and a half away from the Iowa caucuses. Yeah. And he's going to skip Iowa and New Hampshire, please. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. So, a new national poll from Economist and YouGov has Elizabeth Warren at 26, Biden at 23, Sanders at 17. Those are your real competitors right there. Those are the people that have a real shot at the nomination. Yeah. yeah. Then you drop off quickly to Edge Edge. They say Edge Edge. And he's at nine. I mean, that's a significant drop off right yeah. there. If you're below, if you're in, still in single digits, maybe you can consolidate some support as these others yeah. drop well, out lower. Yeah, again, but we'll see what I mean. If if that impeachment schedule is the way it is, we'll see how that is. Yeah, he could uh, win because he, he'll knows? be alone. Who knows? He's going to be all alone out there. So. I actually really hope he loses because I think that he's actually a bigger threat than many. Yeah, he's people a dark in that horse. Race. Yeah. yeah, he's just as crazy as Warren, but he just sounds. Nicer. He comes off a lot nicer. Yeah, he comes yeah. off very yeah. nice. So. Yep. Well, he's also a dude. So, but you know, just I mean. the elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, Kamala Harris is at five. She's run the basically the poorest election campaign that I've seen in a long time. While yeah. her state simultaneously doesn't have electric and burns, so she's showing yeah. her great leadership there. Yeah. There also was a shooting in California this morning. Yeah. We don't and, know the details. And on hobos it, but... are pouring buckets of hot diarrhea over people. So that's true. That's true. Andrew Yang at four, who I don't really mind as much, but he's still pretty crazy and communist yeah. to be honest. Amy Klobuchar at two, uh, Julian Castro, who the hell is that, at two, Tulsi Gabbard at two, Cory Booker at one, Tom Steyer at one, Bullock and Delaney at one as well. I'm actually shocked that even Booker is pulling 1%. Then again, if that's the yeah. margin of error, I so think it's after, really zero. After, <laughs> it's the really November, <laughs> after the November debate, you're going to see a lot of drop-offs, yeah. I think, because it's just unsustainable for them yeah. at this point. They have well, no chance. The good thing is it, won't, it, will, it will no longer be a three-hour ordeal. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a two-hour thing. Yeah. And Thank speaking God. of voter data, let's talk about the battleground polls that we just oh, saw come out. Very good. And voter data in be- uh, battleground states is showing Americans' confidence in Trump is soaring. And Michigan voters, let's just look at Michigan real quick here. Michigan voters, 17% more likely to believe that they are better off financially today than they were three years ago. In New Hampshire, it's 33 in Pennsylvania, it's 20. And it's the same across many of these battleground states yeah. that have much better approval of President Trump than the national polls would indicate. And in electoral hypothetical matchups, he has a strong edge on everyone except for Joe Biden. Yeah. So, Which is name ID. That's yeah, solely name ID. Yeah. It's not because his policy positions are mm-hmm. solid or that he's a stellar campaigner. It's basically name ID. That's not that that that's going to be chipped away when yep. things get going. So, so this just reinforces the idea that they're going down this road of impeachment because they know mm-hmm. that this is their last chance. Yeah. That when people go to vote in a presidential re-election, nothing matters more than the economy and their yes. own personal financial well-being. Yes, and with numbers like these. I don't see it happening. That's that's an so. that, that's an that's an electoral college landslide. I mean, thirty three percent in New Hampshire. Twenty. First of all, I mean that, that that's a pickup right there. Yep. If, if that's the case, but the one that I like the most is Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is the ball game for everybody next year. Whoever wins that state is going to win the presidency. Well, not and, to mention you have the Dems going out there talking about eliminating fossil fuels. Oh yeah, that too. Not good. Pennsylvania. Not good. A Marcella boom for Shale? fracking. I know. And coal? Yeah. You're t- yeah. A lot of Western Democrats are like, what the f-? And in the elections, yeah. just two weeks ago, or one yeah. week, I don't even know at this point, mm-hmm. one week ago, I guess it was, 
the Republicans in the western part of the state yeah. took a lot of seats. Yeah. And yeah. yes, the suburbs of Philadelphia are consistently trending yeah. Democrat. But more courthouses were flipped. Yes. 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 I saw that. Yeah. So don't and Dave Wasserman said this, don't yeah. underestimate the power of western Pennsylvania, southwestern and western Pennsylvania voters. Yeah. Because those numbers who are mostly can, Democrats. Yeah. Yes. If they vote Republicans, yeah. those numbers can easily outweigh yeah. any gains that they're making in the Democrat yeah. suburbs of Philadelphia. Yeah. So Anything else on our election before we move on? I want to talk about the UK election real quick. Yeah, sure. I, no, I, Republicans are raking in the cash. We're fine. Yeah. We're fine on well, our end. We'll, yeah. We got a nominee no already. He's in the White House. No complacency, but yes, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I feel very good about where yeah. we are. Let's just keep moving In terms moving of the financial situation, yes. Yeah, we definitely have more cash on hand yeah. than any election in the history of the yeah. country. So yeah. <laughs> I give my recurring yeah. donation every month every to month. President Trump yeah. and will through the, through the election, and I highly encourage you to do the same. So let's talk about Brexit and the British elections real quick. So the Brits are going to have an election next month. Uh, I know. (laughs) And the Brexit was delayed. So new poll comes out. Boris Johnson's Conservative Party up by 10. Yeah. That is shocking to me. What do you think? I don't know. Because remember when Theresa May was uh, when when she took over and she had a snap election? Mm -hmm. She lost like 20 seats. Well, she was weak. Yeah. She was weak. And uh, she was a bad, bad campaigner. Yeah, she she just couldn't pull the party together. And, and didn't I think she, didn't that happen like after that terrorist attack mm-hmm. on the London yeah. Bridge? Yeah, maybe not the best idea to have an election after a terrorist. Well, they should have never called the snap election. Yeah. And they would have been in a much nece- stronger yeah, position. It was not necessary. Yeah. Um, but you know, Boris is a is a very Trumpian figure. Yeah, he is basically the Trump. Of British politics, yeah, and he looks like Trump too. When they're next <laughs> the to each other, it's like, yeah, he looks like his little brother yeah. almost. Yeah, and I think that he has a very unique opportunity that to energize the base. And I also think that the Brexit party is going to play an integral role in this. And Nigel Farage, yeah. So I'd be very interested to see if Farage makes it does actually follow through and makes the pact with Boris. And they they garner an outright majority yeah, among those two parties. Yeah, I think it'll happen. Because if you look at the EU voting with the their parliament and how the Brexit party stormed in in six weeks and took the most seats of anybody, yeah, they weren't just pulling from conservative votes; they were also pulling from Democrat. Yeah. Well, their labor, labor, votes. yeah, labor yeah. votes. I'm just a little worried. I mean, that's a that's a very uh, a positive poll, mm-hmm. but I'm just a little worried because just like here polling in the uk has been iffy yeah remember what's it called remain was up what like 11 on election day or some Mm -hmm. like that or 8 8 to 11 it was something that was pretty decisive and then they lost so uh we'll see what happens and so in our good news of the day department real quick here before we wrap up the show good news we have a florida county has now become a second amendment sanctuary all right Lake, lake county in florida Where's and that? Uh, our resident, our Florida resident here, uh, where's Lake County, Micah? I think Lake is probably up in the panhandle if I had to place an educated bet while he mm. looks this up. It's west of Orlando. West of Interesting. Orlando. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Is it on the coast? Oh, no, it's landlocked. Uh, oh, that's swamp country oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like so that. I can our see that people. happening. Good people there. And I think you're actually going to see a movement towards this in Virginia. Yeah. To have sanctuary Second Amendment counties against the Democrat rule. Yeah, which will set up a very, very interesting legal battle over uh, Dylan Rule 
you know, but of course, yeah. over, so the state overrules basically everything. Yeah, yeah. It's going to set up an interesting legal battle, and I think we're also going to see any gun control bullshit communism that they try to pass here in Virginia, I think will be legally challenged and could have a chance of making it up to the Supreme Court. Yeah, finally. So after all these years of us hoping to get a, a landmark uh, gun rights case to the Supreme Court, we could finally have it coming out of Virginia here. And Hooray! they will be going into General Assembly session in January, which they will promptly vote and revoke the Second Amendment rights of law-abiding citizens, and then we will go down that path. Yeah. So Governor Blackface. The Coon Man. Don't forget, yeah. don't Coon forget that man. nickname. Coon yeah. And then we have the, the alleged rapist lieutenant governor and the blackface attorney general. Yeah. All this three is what, of them. Listen, this is what you get when you get too many of these damn trash Democrats coming into our state. Yep. They're ruining the state. I really do hate the people that are like our neighbors in this area. I really yeah. do. I, I hate every last Well, not them. our neighbors. Yeah. Well, but, but you know what I mean. Most of the people are cold sacks great. Oh, our cold sack is great, but yeah. it's just a little enclave of the. Uh, I mean, yeah. everybody else in Nova is is trash. Yeah. So, and last but not least, fire. we want to give a shout out to our great fan Harrison up in yes. Erie, Pennsylvania, who sent us a Knob luxurious Creek. gift, yeah. and we're going to enjoy that this week. Yeah, I might have that uh, right now. Uh, no. Drunk get blogging. Back to work. We're going to drunk blog. <laughs> get back drunk to work. blog day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Of course, follow us on Twitter at TriggerTHM. Give us your five-star ratings and reviews. We love all of them. You can, of course, send us emails as well, triggered at townhall.com. We will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Triggered. Going to go on vacation this weekend. Long, long needed vacation. Going to go down to Atlantic City, do some gambling. Going to go down to uh, Philadelphia for the mm. Eagles-Patriots game. Nice. So it's going to be an action-packed weekend. For Atlantic City, don't be a fool. Oh my god. Remember, get those That's get the, that definitely got cut. Get it. Oh my god, available. Oh my god. All right. We're going to we're going to wrap up today's show. Thanks a lot for listening to Trigger. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Oh.